Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into an overreaction Monday edition of the Lombardi line live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Mr. Michael Lombardi ditched us. Um, he has very important things to do with his book. Of course, um, the tour continues, which is very fun, but fortunate that we have the one and only Femi Abebefe joining us on the desk today. It's like the Lombardi line forces uniting. Exactly. It's, it's our triumvirate on the Lombardi line, the GM shuffle forces here. Yes. And uh, to quote our buddy Jay-Z, uh, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm more than a relief pitcher. I'm a closer. So, so we're in here to close out the show here, the final hour. But uh, I'm happy to be with you guys. A lot of going on. I got bets already for week 10. I got a bet tonight. We, we got stuff that's already in the hopper. So uh, let's go. That's what we like to see. Speaking of GM Shuffle, a new episode dropping today like you do every Monday and Thursday. And you and Michael, I'm sure, yeah. got fiery as usual. It, it was fantastic. Yeah, we had a lot of fun, obviously, recapping last night's game with the Bills and the Bengals. Unfortunately, recapping Cowboys-Eagles. We did that a lot. And then uh, what happened with the Raiders and the Giants. That was an interesting game. Uh, did you see? all the cigar videos <laughs> yes they were living their best life I, in the post-game locker room i was joking with michael i was like i thought on the way into work i might run into some of these raiders who might still be out celebrating their week <laughs> nine victory against the new york giants and tommy devito but didn't see any of them but uh, i'm not sure if max crosby has put a shirt on yet but hey you know what good for them it was a tough month everybody needs a nice little win they got a uh, blowout victory there so uh, i guess they should celebrate but i don't know if they're celebrating a little too much <laughs> when he's playing pickup basketball and it's shirts for skins we know what he's picking every time <laughs> 10 out of 10 times max crosby there but for for yeah let's dive into that raiders side of things a little bit here just to get things kicked off because how much should they be celebrating truly yes they get the win and that's great for antonio pierce and his first stint as the interim head coach mm -hmm. and providing a little bit of life and energy to the locker room, which obviously was much needed, but it was against the Giants and it was against a third string quarterback in Tommy DeVito. So what can you really take away from it? I don't know what to take away from because I asked this to Michael on the GM shuffle. I was like, is, can this be what it was a couple years ago when they made the move to Rich Bisaccia after John Gruden got let go? Yeah. Like and he thinks that the Raiders could show some signs of life because there's 
clearly there's talent on the roster. Like on the defense, Max Crosby is one of the best edge rushers in football. Offensively, if they could just get the ball to Devontae Adams, he's one of the best playmakers Which in football. Which I was very mad, by the way, they did not because they didn't. I had a really good betting weekend, but Devontae Adams, I was like, he's going to go over his receiving yards. He's going to get an anytime touchdown. He and Aiden O'Connell are going to have the connection and then... It wasn't there. No. It wasn't there. But, I mean, t- it wasn't a situation where they weren't moving the ball. At least they were moving the football. Run- the run yeah. game got going for once. Josh Jacobs, we see how- we saw him get going 98 yards, a couple touchdowns as well. And, and O'Connell, it felt like they kind of took some of the training wheels off that we saw in that first game when he played against the Chargers. I think that was sort of like that start was like, uh-oh, we don't know if we can play him. And that led us to us seeing Brian Hoyer out there, which was an utter disaster. But the Raiders, for at least one week, and who knows if this emotional high will continue beyond this week. But for one week, they went out there and played really well. I would just be a little bit careful thinking that this is what we're going to see every single yeah. week from the Raiders because it's hard to kind of match that sort of energy and that emotion after you have your head coach let go. There were three games that we knew going in were going to be really good games that were going to teach us a lot about teams. And it started mm-hmm. in Germany with the Miami Dolphins and Kansas City Chiefs. Then in the afternoon, we saw Cowboys and the Eagles go head-to-head. And then, of course, in the nightcap, Bengals and Bills go head-to-head. And I feel like we're starting to gain some separation of who truly is a contender mm-hmm. and who's not. Who do you think right now, best team in the AFC, based on what we've seen? Best team in the AFC? That's an interesting Start question. There. Because I think for the last few weeks – my team for the best team in the AFC and the best team in the NFL has been the Kansas City Chiefs. I've kind of defaulted to them ever since, unfortunately, your Niners went on the three-game losing streak after blasting my team on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I was going to say, the Cowboys aren't doing so hot after last night either, okay? Yeah, Yeah. after blasting my team, your team has hit a little bit of a a rough (laughs) patch. But the the Niners were my answer after five weeks. Ever since then, it's been Kansas City. But I think it's the team that was in the early window this afternoon and went ahead and beat up the Seattle Seahawks. I think it's the Baltimore Ravens. I'm with you. I think they might be the best team in the NFL. Like, this team, they have it cooking with Lamar Jackson in that offense. They feel like they're a little bit more comfortable in Todd Monken's scheme. Like, we talked about that all throughout the offseason. All right, how is Todd Monken going to be different than Greg Roman and what they've been used to in the past? And with this offense, it feels like Lamar doesn't have to do everything. He doesn't have to put the Superman cape on, which it felt like he had to do the last three to four years ever since his MVP season to where you couple what Lamar's doing with that defense that Mike McDonald, their defensive coordinator, I'm sure he's going to start getting some head coaching buzz maybe when we get closer to the end of the regular season. But he's done an awesome job. They got their pass rushers. They were getting stuff out of Jadavian Clowney. He was a signing in like August. And they're getting production out of him. Like this Ravens defense is really tough. They're obviously well coached with John Harbaugh. Right now, midway through the season, I say the Baltimore Ravens, I think, are the best team in the league. And then you have the undrafted rookie running back, Keaton Mitchell, who goes (laughs) off for over 100 yards. So even the players you don't expect to perform seem to be. And granted, like this is a Ravens team that had some advantages on their schedule too, right? Mm -hmm. When they're in Cincy, they get the injured version of Joe Burrow versus what we're seeing right now. The Dorian Thompson Robinson led Browns. (laughs) But... The last two weeks, they, I mean, two of the last three weeks, excuse me, beating division leaders at mm-hmm. margin, right? So it's, what is it, 75 to 9 is how yeah. much they outscored the Detroit Lions and the Seattle Seahawks in those two games, which I think says a lot about what Baltimore is doing right now. Well, get this, they turned it over twice yesterday. If they just like don't turn it over and protect the football, maybe this is 45 to 3 or 50 to 3 or something like that. Like they had 29 first downs compared to Seattle's six. It wasn't even close in this game. Like, and I bet Seattle. Like I was talking with Michael about it. I was like, yeah, when it got to six and a half, I bet some Seattle yesterday morning, thinking that, okay, this is just one too many points. And Seattle has a live offense with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and all that stuff. 
was never close. Within 15 minutes, I knew I'd stepped into it. And uh, yeah, the Ravens just blew them out. And it probably should have been uh, by a larger margin than the 37-3 yeah. that we saw yesterday. Def- defense now allowing a league best 13.8 points per game. That's so, yeah, pretty good. You know, decent, respectable <laughs> number, I would say. Um, how about those those other three teams, though, that, that mm-hmm. we were talking about? So let's three games, rather. Let's go to your Cowboys maybe yep. now in this spot because it felt like that was the game of the weekend, maybe the game of the year to this point with the back and forth nature of it. And it looked like the Eagles were maybe going to give the game away. And they tried to Cowboys stubbed their toe <laughs> on that final drive. Yeah, no, honestly, like just from like a football fan standpoint, probably as fun as I've had watching a game this season, just the back and forth nature of it all. It feels like we got two quarterbacks playing really well. Kudos to Jalen Hurts, by the way. I mean, like the guy obviously is banged up with a knee injury, despite weirdly not showing up on the injury report. I don't know what's going on with that. We all see the games. He's limping every week, but then all right, good He's to fine. go. He's not on the injury report. Report all the hell of a yeah, drug. I mean, honestly, I don't know what they give him at halftime, but I'll take some after the show. But <laughs> I mean, he gutted out that third quarter and obviously the fourth quarter, but on the Dallas side of it, and I hate the moral victory thing. Like, it's like they still lost the game. You're still five and three. You're still behind the eight ball in terms of winning the division, which means if you do get to the playoffs, likely having to win two, maybe even three road games to get to the Super Bowl. So I don't want to get involved with like a moral victory thing, but there were things and signs that Dallas is at least improving. I think it was my big takeaway from that game. I mean, you look at the box score, they outgained Philadelphia and the box score says that they outplayed Philadelphia. Now football is a game of inches, which is one of our favorite cliches, but it's also a way of life in football because yesterday was literally a game of inches. I mean, you have the Luke Schoonmaker fourth and goal play to where his knee just hits before he's able to cross the goal line. Dak Prescott stepping out of bounds on the two point conversion. I mean, how many fumbles? The Eagles had three fumbles. They were able to recover all three of them. If one of those goes Dallas's way, maybe it's a different outcome, but unfortunately for Dallas, just like the story has been under Dak Prescott, is just close but no cigar. And that's what we saw yesterday. I'll I'll give the folks at home a tease for the GM shuffle today because I know on it you asked Michael of those three big game losers, the Dolphins, Bills, and Cowboys, who he was most optimistic about. Mm -hmm. He said the Dolphins... Are you as a Cowboys fan saying Dallas or who would you say of those three are you most optimistic about realistically about them down the line this season? So I I really want to get Michael's take on it because I think there's things to like about all three of those teams and there's things to dislike as well. Like if you give me the quarterbacks, whether it's Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Tua Tungabailoa, in a playoff game, I want Josh Allen among those three guys because we've seen Allen kind of go toe-to-toe with Mahomes the 13 seconds game, which maybe that game broke the Buffalo Bills. Who knows? But like like we've seen like those guys go toe-to-toe and at least be able to perform at that level. Uh, In terms of just the collective team, like a balanced offense defense, I think Dallas has the better one. But then again, the Cowboys, in terms of their path, likely going to have to be on the road. So it's hard to kind of really buy stock because can they go to Philadelphia and win in January? Can they go to San Francisco and win in January? We saw what happened last year with that game. Like, it's just it's a tough sled for Dallas. But Miami is interesting because now we're starting to see them fully formed defensively with Jalen Ramsey back. And did you hear Travis Kelsey's name on the broadcast yesterday? Huh. I didn't really hear it. What, like, he had 17 yards or something? It, it was he was he taken was a, out of the game. A, a, a taken out of the game completely. And you saw that kind of hurt Kansas City's offense show or shut out in that second half. So Miami has things that you want to believe in, but I'm such a firm believer in offensive line being a big deal. And I don't know if I can get past that hurdle of the Dolphins offensive line being a weakness of that team there. So we also haven't seen Tua play in the playoffs either. Like that's like last year was Skylar Thompson. It wasn't Tua yeah. in that game against the Buffalo Bills that they almost pulled off somehow. But I just think that Miami offensive line wise, I don't know if they can go on the road. So if they don't win the AFC East, which they're in the driver's seat to do so, I don't think you can travel and win road games with that O-line. 
Do you have a performance this weekend that impressed you most? Mine is Josh Dobbs leading the mm -hmm. Minnesota Vikings the way that he did. Did you have one that really stood out for you? I really like Dobbs. I won't take yours. Uh, if it's not Dobbs, I think it's C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Like 470 yards. That's a rookie record in a passing. Like five touchdown passes. No picks. No picks. Like the, he takes care of the football and he makes plays, which I think is rare for a young quarterback because usually it's like you have the young QB that'll make a lot of plays but make a lot of mistakes. Or you have the young QB who's kind of the bus driver that's just like a caretaker essentially and just tries not to turn it over. But Stroud does both and he does both at a very high level. And this is a Texans team that has had injuries on the offensive line. Doesn't matter. Injuries at skill position. Doesn't matter. They're sitting at four and four. Two games back of the Jaguars. I'm not saying that they're going to win the division, but they've already beat Jacksonville in Duval County. Yeah. They get them at home in a few weeks here. They could be cooking with some gas if they win that game and sweep them and get the tiebreaker. Things breaker. are looking up for the Houston Texans. Saying. I love the the rookie to rookie connection too with he and Tank Dell. Yeah. At least one rookie from Houston did something because we all know him with Clayton Tune and yeah. the, that, that Tank was, Dell's old quarterback wasn't that good. That was <laughs> ugly. He needs he needs Tank Dell. That's what Clayton Tune needs. <laughs> that's all that's missing. Um, we're gonna step aside here on the Lombardi line. When we return, we will go through a little bit of the Monday Night Football action coming up tonight with the Jets and Chargers and also look ahead already to the week 10 lines in the NFL because our guy over here already has some bets in pocket. Oh yeah. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You'll get a daily email recapping all of the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. You can check on the top VEASAN experts leaderboard as well to view betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. 
For VEASAN Pro Picks, betting splits, betting guides, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. You can sign up now and get access to everything we do here at VEASAN through May 1st for only $120 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Stormy Bon and Tony and Femi Abebefe at the desk here at Circa Resort and Casinos. We roll along here with the Lombardi line. And time to discuss Monday Night Football coming up tonight. We've finally seen a little bit of movement on the line that has been stuck at three and a half, it feels like, all week. But now moving to three in a lot of spots. Um, The Jets at home getting points. Total up from 40 this morning to 41 as well. Yeah, no, this is a big move here, obviously. Like, three being the most key number in NFL betting. And if you are interested in the New York Jets, and apparently the DraftKings Sportsbook is your official sportsbook to bet the Jets in this game tonight because it still is a three and a half. Go get that hook, baby. Go get the hook at DraftKings. But uh, it's pretty much three across the board everywhere else. And uh, I went ahead and bet this game, and I bet the Jets. I bet the plus three and a half. And this, to me, is more so like a gut feeling Mm -hmm. handicap, which I don't usually handicap this way, but just there's something about this Jets team to where I've kind of been kicking this around in my head. I was like, are they this? year's Minnesota Vikings of what we saw a year ago to where somehow some way it's going to be a close game in the fourth quarter the ball's going to bounce their way they're going to make a play the other team's not I mean I'm sure Michael talked with you about it a lot last week I mean the Giants were what 99.7 percent yeah. win probability before like that finals drive there or yeah whatever. with a minute like, and a half to go it was like 99.4 percent according to ESPN analytics the Jets had no business winning that football game and they got they got it to overtime and they won the game. Well, that's like, why what I said was that they're kind of just like giving me Steelers vibes this year. Yeah. They're just winning games that they probably shouldn't no win. And it just keeps happening. They have a negative point differential, negative three right now there. So they're sitting at four and three. They've been outscored. But I think that defense in a primetime game can keep them in it. They have a solid home field advantage in primetime. And honestly, the biggest part of my handicap is a fade of Brandon Staley. Like Brandon Staley as a head coach is not one of my favorites, clearly. And to have to lay more than a field goal with him on the road, despite having Justin Herbert, which is a big quarterback advantage in favor of the Chargers, I just can never do it with that guy at head coach. He's going to make some sort of critical error in decision-making that prevents them from either winning the game or at least covering this game, laying three now at the the current price there. So to me, it was a Jets plus three and a half, taking the home dog, taking that defense. And I pray that Zach Wilson doesn't do anything to screw it up. I kind of lean the Jets as well, but Michael was talking me out of it a bit because of what you just said with Zach Wilson screwing it up. He's kind of due for an interception, you know, (laughs) five games now where he's been clean and you're like, this is not, Mm -hmm. this is not what we're used to seeing from Zach Wilson. So I'm not, I'm not sure what I want to do yet. I feel like I might end up on the same side as you that when you look at the Chargers pass defense specifically, and I still can't get over it for a coach in Brandon Staley who's supposed to be a defensive guy. Right. Uh, like <laughs> Still waiting for the defense yeah. to show up now on three years. <laughs> but dead last against the pass, 31st overall, and I feel like there could just be some opportunity offensively despite the Zach Wilson of it all. Jets, meanwhile, second place in the AFC East right now, they and are. with Miami and Buffalo both losing yesterday, like this could be a really big game for New York. Oh, it's a massive game for like, the Jets when you really look at their big. schedule. Because they, there's this game tonight, and if they're able to win that one, they go and play the Raiders here on Sunday Night Football next week. Then you're at Buffalo, then hosting Miami. So, But after, after that Buffalo game, you have three straight games at home. So like they have a really like big opportunity to go ahead and stack up some wins and maybe even get into potentially winning the AFC East. But at worst case scenario, you're right there in the wild card race. And, and for me, just like I, with Staley, I just 
I can never get there laying this yeah. number. And there's certain coaches. There's certain coaches where you just can't do it. Like I talked with Michael about it with the Bears and the Saints game. Like and we said it. Like Dennis Allen never could lay eight and a half, nine points with him. I'm going to take the Chicago Bears. This to me feels just like that as well here with the New York Jets taking these uh, three and a half. Yep. Points. Jets won three straight. They're three zero and one ATS. Their last four and three and zero ATS. Their last three as a dog specifically. You know what? I'm not. I'm, I'm not a totals better. So please take this with a grain of salt. But I guess if you don't want to take the three and you want to somehow back the Jets, wouldn't this play out to the under 41? Like, how, how, does, like how do the Jets win or cover this game if this ends up being high scoring? Like, I don't see that being a scenario. So I was looking at their team totals this morning, too. Mm-hmm. And even those numbers, I'm like, ugh, ugh. Jets is 19 and a half. Whew. I mean, they could, they could get to 20. I wouldn't go higher than that. Like, but that's what I was that's thinking. I was number, like, but if they're, if they're going to, if they're, if you like them and you think that they could, win this game potentially or at least cover three and a half like 19 is a very doable number you'd think I don't know it's just at, you look at that 13 to 10 game against the Giants and it makes you want to die so maybe not but their yeah their team total is 19 and a half yeah. and I was just staring just, at me I see but, this being like 20 to 17 17 yeah, 14 around that the range. and and primetime unders have been the play over 74 percent 20 and 7 after last night's ba- Bills Bengals game 9 and 1 the last three weeks in primetime only one over on Monday night football all season. And I know it's not like follow a trend blindly type of a situation, Mm. but it has been the way that these, these games have gone and jets defense for as much as like, I know we've dogged on them early on in the season, only allowing 15 points per game. The last three. Yeah. So I think defensively they're like, they were probably overrated for sure, but there's, I think think they're still like a good defense. They're just not the elite defense that they were being like sold as like, Oh, they have sauce Gardner and Quinn Williams and all this stuff. Like, no, it's not elite, but it's good. And I think that they can at least keep within the number in this game. All right. Okay. So you said that you have games in pocket already for week 10. Oh yeah, we fired for week ten. I mean, seeing, I mean, the market's moving on a lot of this stuff. It usually goes kind of early. Often, there's actually a big move that happened in the game. I don't have a bet on between the Packers and Steelers. Maybe we'll get into that a little bit later. But the game that I did bet is uh, is your team, your San Francisco Forty Nine ers in in Duval County, the most famous county in America. Uh, I went ahead and laid two and a half with the Forty ers I did that actually last. Tuesday and it wasn't about the Chase Young deal like that's a nice boost to it but I just felt that with both of these teams coming off of the bye the Niners we've seen them at full strength they have been the best team in football now the last few weeks they haven't been at full strength Debo Samuel's been hurt Trent Williams has been hurt I think with Williams back the run game gets going again Debo Samuel that gives Kyle Shanahan another toy to use in that versatile offense as well Brock Purdy should fully be over the concussion by now (laughs) I mean, surely, <laughs> surely I may, may have slightly been concussed against Cincinnati. We're still investigating, but I think right now the Niners are in a good spot coming off of the bye, getting a little bit healthy. And I think we're getting them a little bit at a value, even at the current number of three, because this has gone from two and a half to three. I would still lay three. Just because like, they're coming off of three losses, there's just a little bit of a discounted price. I think a lot of people are a little skeptical of what we've seen. Yeah, every good team hits a rough pass. Mm-hmm. So we're never going to go 17-0, and 16-1. Losses happen in the NFL. There's too many good players and too many good coaches. I think this is a really good spot to back a Jacksonville team that, yes, they have been a little bit better than what I thought heading into this season, but I don't think they're quite as good as their record suggests they are. I think Jacksonville comes back down to earth a little bit. I think San Francisco, once again, reasserts themselves as one of the better teams in the league. Yeah, your thought process on buying low in San Francisco is very similar to what I felt about back in Kansas City yesterday. Like, I loved mm-hmm. the Chiefs on the money line yesterday because everybody's 
taking that recency bias into yep. account, what they saw the previous week against the Broncos. And with, with San Francisco, you're like, okay, they've lost three in a row. They're kind of reeling right now. So you're getting a discounted number. And I agree in this situation with them getting bodies back and being healthy and having that time at the bye to reset and the time to integrate Chase Young yeah. too, which I'm excited to see what he's able to do in that defense because Michael and I, and I know you guys have talked about it as well in the GM shuffle, like, he's not going to have that pressure to have to do it all in this defense. They got guys. They got guys. You're just going to be an added piece up there and see if you can make something happen and be complimentary. Yeah, it's like a hired gun. I mean, there's one. There's the reigning defensive player of the year on the other side yeah. of the defensive line. Javon Hargrave, like in the interior, he's been uh, wreaking havoc as well. Now you have Chase Young. It's not an afterthought, but he's going to get a lot of one-on-ones, and he's really exactly. talented. And now he's in a good position where he's going to get a lot of pass rushing opportunities with theoretically the Niners having a lot of leads in these games. Uh, I think this could be a big second half for Chase Young. What do you think about Saints laying two and a half in Minnesota against the Vikings? Ooh, that, see, that's another game where the number makes sense. New Orleans should be a short road favorite, but I can never lay it with, with Dennis Allen. Not in that spot. And like, on the road. Like, like on the road against Kevin O'Connell, who I think actually is a really good coach. I think we're starting to learn that over this year. Like last year, the whole narrative about the Vikings, oh, they're so lucky and this and that. Yes, they were extremely lucky, 11-0 in one-score games. But I think a lot of that has to do with they had a really good coach in Kevin O'Connell. And this year has been even more impressive what he's done given the fact that Kirk Cousins is now out for the season. Justin Jefferson has missed the last three, four weeks or mm -hmm. however many weeks it is. Like O'Connell, I think we can talk about him as one of the upper echelon head coaches. And now with Josh Dobbs having a week to prepare yeah. for, for this game plan. He's going to know some guys' names. <laughs> He's going to know names, maybe even last names as well. And maybe Josh Dobbs will feel a little bit more comfortable in this one. I think the Vikings might be an excellent teaser leg here, even though, yeah, yes, like it can that. be a little bit volatile sometimes with a quarterback that's only making his second start with that team. But with a total so low when is New Orleans like how does New Orleans win this game by nine ten points oh. like, I don't see that happening Vikings I think would be a very popular teaser leg as a home dog I like that especially after what we were talking about earlier with the Saints against the Bears this past weekend like yeah. Chicago, if they don't turn the ball over five times, could have won that they game. They win the game. Like, yeah, I, I, so. Like the Bears were begging to be blown out in that game. Once we got to the second half and the Saints says, nope, we want this to be a one-score game. Thankfully, because I went ahead and covered. Yeah, I love that idea as a teaser leg, though, for Minnesota. I don't know if any of you guys at home have heard, but people calling the aerospace engineering major the pastronaut in the NFL. It's smooth. Got a, got a nice ring to it. I'm just saying. We'll be right back. Mike Pritchard going to join us live on the Lombardi line next. Get excited. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits. Another way vcin's here to make you a more informed, better year-round. You can check out those betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Stormy Bonantoni and Femi Abebefe with you as we we welcome in great friend of the show, VEASAN NFL analyst Mike Pritchard, of course, former longtime wide receiver in the National Football League, won a national championship in college with CU Boulder as well. Pritch, welcome in. Fun, fun NFL Week 9, especially for you. You keep cashing these parlays, my guy. <laughs> I know. I know. You know what? Um, I, I don't have a system or anything like that, but uh, it's just, I, I guess, the knowledge of when I played and, and against the knowledge that I've learned at VEASAN. Uh, from all of our betting experts. So I'm putting it all together. It's coming together for me, Stormy. 
Love it. <laughs> the parlay Love prince it. is Pritch. Pa- yeah, the- we're we're going to have to start having these discussions the on our Friday prince show. The parlay Pritchard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> on, on, on our triple option when we have Palm back with us, the whole gang's back together, by the way, Friday. There we uh, go. We're going to yep. have to have the parlay discussions here because I need to start getting in on these to go ahead and uh, build up the bankroll. But anywho, Pritch, we'll get to your points, though. We'll get to your points. And uh, now that we're at the halfway point of this season, we're out through uh, week number nine here, at least with one more game left to go on Monday Night Football. Uh, what do you really think that has really stood out to you going forward about like how some of these teams can kind of improve and what we might see in the second half? Well, well Femi, I mean, it's, it's along the lines of what I'm using for these parlays and certainly, you know, teasers every once in a while. And, and I got a syndicate, as everybody knows, a teaser syndicate. <laughs> uh, all my boys, we grew up in Vegas and uh, they, they like to play the teasers and, and they're doing very, very well. But um, it, it's part of the notion that just like the NBA, just like the NHL, just like Major League Baseball, you know, the NFL changes once we get to November and December. Uh, and, you know, teams that can evolve. Um, I'm looking for those kind of teams, the ability to evolve, whether it's personnel, whether it's uh, matchups, uh, you know, whether it, you know, offensively or defensively, they have advantages there versus teams that are stuck. Uh, and right now, uh, doing the work, there's more teams that are stuck. Uh, they cannot evolve. They cannot change. They cannot change personnel to get better. Uh, there's more teams that are stuck in the National Football League. Uh, so therefore, playing against those teams have been very beneficial. And, you know, I'm talking about teams like the Giants, like the Rams. You can throw the Falcons in there. I hate to say this, but your Cowboys mm. uh, fall into that column, too. Uh, and we <laughs> talked about this on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. I-, I wish they had one more option. I wish they had one more playmaker on offense. That might have been a difference in that game yesterday uh, against the Eagles. So, uh, you know, Buffalo falling into that category. Miami, you know, these are good teams that are still... Uh, teams that have the inability to evolve uh, and they're stuck in their ways. And and sooner or later, the league's going to catch up with that. Rich, we were talking a little bit earlier about kind of deciphering who's the best team in the AFC, who's the best team in the league right now. Is it the Baltimore Ravens? Like, are they as legit as they have seemed? They are legit, Stormy. Um, it's hard to pinpoint the best team because I, I think it changes each and every week, which I love uh, about our league right now is in that, uh, it's, it's so fluid, like the NFC, you know, the 49ers, your, your team got off to a hot start and okay, now they're trying to evolve, right. With, with personnel changes and, and, uh, and whatnot. So, uh, it's fascinating how these teams are starting to jockey a little bit, uh, and position themselves. The Jaguars, nobody's really talking about the Jaguars. I know Femi hates the Jacks. Uh, I know he does, <laughs> but you know, they, they are, they are a solid football team and they're evolving. Um, but you know, in the AFC, I mean, the Bengals are coming on strong right now. Uh, it is hard to pinpoint the chiefs uh, are so steady, uh, as well. So, but the Ravens, I, I think they're putting it together, uh, and they're healthy, but it's so tough to pinpoint the best team right now though. Well, speaking of my hatred for the Jacksonville Jaguars, what's up, Duval County? Uh, How about the team that is right behind them in the standings in the AFC South, the Houston Texans? Wild game during the witching hour yesterday. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 39-37. C.J. Shroud for a rookie, 470 yards. That's a rookie record. Five touchdown passes. I mean, I don't want to say, have we ever seen this from a rookie quarterback? Because we've had some really good ones, whether it's the Herberts or the Dak Prescotts, all those guys in the past. But this seems like it's much better than we all thought that this would be early on in the year. Well, it's not expected, I think, right? I mean, D'Amico Ryans, uh, you know, he takes over a team. And uh, what we know about the Texans is they can't get out of their own way. 
Uh, I mean, I remember when they said Davis Mills was still the starter, and this was with C.J. Stroud. But uh, I, I love the fact that they made C.J. Stroud kind of earn the position, and he's done that on the field and off the field uh, as a leader as well. I mean, think about this young man, Femi, and, and Stormy, about how he assembles the team each and every week, uh, the team bonding a- aspect of it, uh, and it's showing. I mean, these guys are playing very, very hard for this quarterback. Uh, and I said it on Lombardi line a few weeks ago, now the Texans got it right. They finally got it right at that key position. It's incumbent upon them to build that roster around him. I think they got the right coach too, uh, because what they're doing defensively is impressive. Uh, but they're, they're, you know, there's some players away. There are several players away from being that contender, but they can get there quick, fast, in a hurry because they have the quarterback and they have the quarterback under this rookie contract. So uh, I love what he's doing. I know Warren Moon put out uh, a pretty good tweet, a pretty strong t- tweet uh, towards um, uh, CJ Stroud and, and praising him and being proud of him. So uh, I think CJ, he's got a, a great group of people around him, a great support system uh, and showing him what to do along the way as he grows. And he's humble enough to receive that instruction too. So very, very impressive, but, but it's just the beginning for the young man. Yeah. A $5 favorite too, for offensive rookie of the year for a reason, the way that he has performed. And it wasn't just yesterday, like the yardage and the touchdowns and the no interceptions, but the poise to lead that go ahead drive win game winning touchdown with 10 seconds ago. Uh, just really, really impressed with the poise and everything that he has brought here with Mike Pritchard, Beeson zone NFL analyst, former NFL wide receiver. Uh, let's go to a quarterback situation. That's a little bit different. And that was with the Atlanta Falcons and Minnesota Vikings, your Falcons, by the way, Pritch, speaking of parlays, I was a Falcons minus four away from hitting a six teamer yesterday. So your girl <laughs> is going through some field right now but but as a former player and somebody who I feel like has seen it all in a lot of ways how impressive was the performance from Josh Dobbs stepping into the situation that he did yesterday having Kevin O'Connell in his ear basically talking him through progressions and what the that what um Atlanta was doing on the other side how impressive was that from your perspective as somebody who's been in locker rooms and seen so much Stormy, I, I can't put into words how impress, uh, impressive that was. Um, first of all, there's so many layers to this, right? Uh, because not only the performance from Dobbs and, and you know, scrambling ability, his running ability, running uh, with, you know, scoring touchdowns that way, uh, improvising when he needed to, uh, but having a coach in your ear until they cut it off uh, and then being able to process that, right? Uh, we talk about Bryce Young a lot and, you know, and the processing information uh, and all this, right? And, and and I think this is a great uh, uh, portrayal of that, uh, where, you know, Bryce is a rookie, you know, Josh Dobbs has been around. So being able to process what a coach is telling you in your, in your ear right before a snap uh, is one thing, but then certainly trying to uh, do all that during a week of practice and then perform it as a rookie is another thing. And, and I think Bryce will get there. Uh, but this also puts in the context O'Connell from the sideline and totally understanding what Atlanta's trying to do to them defensively. And, and so it, it paints a picture of, of a coordinator or a play caller and what they're thinking, right? I, I wish there, I hope there's audio of this. I hope the NFL put audio on this. Record the helmet. That, be, that would be fascinating. Or exactly right. That would be so fascinating to understand what O'Connell was thinking and why he was calling these plays and what he's expecting. And the fact that Atlanta was giving it to him. Uh, and that, that was incredible to me. So uh, I, I thought it was a poor coaching job all the way around by the Falcons that allowed that to happen, but an incredible coaching job 
uh, from O'Connell and that staff and, and the performance of Dobbs. I mean, sometimes we think as players as robots, right, or quarterbacks, just manage the game and all that. Uh, but you can't do that. You, there's a human element. Uh, there's certainly uh, a, a certain uh, uh, instinct and knowledge of the game. Uh, and then being able to comprehend and process uh, what somebody is telling you at, at the line of scrimmage uh, is so incredible. It, it, was a, it was a performance that I've never seen before. And I don't know if we'll ever see that again, to be honest with you. Yeah, and I mean, hopefully Netflix has been following around Josh Dobbs this year. <laughs> That'll be a fun uh, Netflix quarterback documentary yeah. there to see yes. him change teams and be able to have to do all this stuff here. Right. Coach, we've got about 40 seconds left. Monday Night Football tonight, Chargers, Jets. The Jets right now a three-point home dog, total 41. Anything you like, side or total? Well, I, I don't want to press my luck, uh, right? I had a great weekend. <laughs> um, so I, I stayed away from the game. Uh, you know, the, the Chargers, they don't profile as a team on the road that brings a good defense. So they're going to have to do it all offensively. And now they're up against it with a good defense at home. I, I know the Zach Wilson uh, aspect is there as well. Uh, but there, there's so many there's so many different ways that the Jets can be successful offensively, going back to evolving uh, with the running game. As as we know, the Chargers are not that physical of a football team. So uh, I, I don't want to lay a hook or anything like that uh, but, but or catch it. What's the line right now? It's, it's down to three now. The hooks are gone. Okay, well, I mean, that's not a bad situation right there to catch three points. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Pritch. You're awesome. Thanks so much for doing this. Mike Pritchard, everybody. We'll be right Thank back you. on the Lombardi line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can also get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code VEGAS when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. DraftKings Sportsbook, also the only spot that you can still find that hook, the plus three and a half on the Jets at home today. Monday night football in primetime against the Los Angeles Chargers today. Total sitting 41 across the board, which also leads us to our pro tip of the show. We do one of these every single day here on the Lombardi line. If you're looking for our tips specifically, searchable by sport and by show on vcin.com. But our guy Femi here coming in the clutch today with a great pro tip. Yeah, hey, we're, we're trying to go ahead and uh, give the folks some uh, actionable information as we Love head it. into Monday Night Football. And I think this one is kind of not all games have to play out this way but it, they tend to especially when you have a good defensive team to where the Jets feel like their correlated side on the total is to the under. So like if you like the New York Jets tonight, they're getting three points or if you can go to DraftKings at three in the hook it feels like this game sort of has to play under the total of 41. The Jets are not an explosive offense. They've been kind of hitting their head on that 20 mm-hmm. point ceiling all season long here to where if they're going to stay with the number or if they're going to win the game, if you think that they can be a live dog here, it feels like the game has to go under. And on the other side, if the Chargers are to go ahead and cover, it feels like an over. Because even if the Chargers do get a lead and it's like, oh, now I have to have Zach Wilson play in this game, like he's not a good quarterback. He's also prone to turning the ball over. So yeah. maybe that gives the Chargers some short fields so where maybe they can go ahead and carry the over themselves here and get this thing over. So I think Jets to the under, yeah. Chargers to the over would be my tip for the day. Yeah, if you want to do that that same game parlay that I was just talking about at DraftKings <laughs> Sportsbook, maybe link them up. Missed opportunity by me not to ask Parlay Pritchard, Parlay I mean, Prince Pritchard, excuse the par- he's me. Parlay Prince. The question. Dang it. His royalty. Uh, <laughs> but again, actionable <laughs> betting advice, vsin.com, and all these pro tips, every single show available there online every day. But you, meanwhile, you are on the side of the Jets today. You grabbed that three and a half early. Yeah, grabbed the three and a half. This is a fate of Brandon Staley and also a play on a Jets defense playing at home in prime time. Uh, this will be a, a raucous environment because when you look at the standings, the Jets are right there. And even though the Jets, I don't think, are a good team. They're a team that has a winning record and are currently in the thick of it in terms of the AFC wildcard race. So uh, I wanted to play against Staley having to win by margin on the road. And I think that this Jets defense, while it might not be elite, is still pretty good. They can kind of slow down a Chargers passing attack that, yeah, Herbert's awesome. But the, the 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 left pinky or whatever, the left middle, middle, <laughs> middle fingers finger, yeah. have been bothering him. They haven't had explosive plays down the field ever since Mike Williams uh, went out for the rest of the season there. Quinton Johnston, I know they're a rookie receiver. They're trying to get more out of him. He hasn't played a whole lot. Doesn't seem like they have a whole lot of faith in him right now. Uh, I like the Jets in this game with the cornerbacks being able to kind of slow this down and make this kind of a, a game that's played in the phone booth, and that's where the Jets seem to thrive. Well, and speaking to that, because the Chargers have been kind of struggling to get the ball downfield in that area since the injury. Um, also, you know, you're obviously down Mike Williams for the season. Yep. Josh Palmer, been dealing with that knee injury. Yep, he's out. And the Jets' defense, specifically against the deep ball, I found this on ESPN Stats and Information this morning, they are first in QBR completions and completion percentage allowed defense. They are really, really good against that deep ball. Tied for second in interceptions against the deep ball as well. In fact, allowing as many completions as they have interceptions in that area. Mm -hmm. Um, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, healthy back in the thick of things as two really, really good corners on that defense. I think that could be an advantage for them. And you're just hoping with this bet, if you are somebody that's backing the Jets, that the interception bugaboo doesn't hit Zach Wilson. Because we know that it's 
it's there and it's creeping and it's lingering in the background like that dark cloud. I'm going to get you. But the do factor. <laughs> not, not ideal because over the, these last five games, he's only had one pick, which based on what we saw at the start of the season – it's a little different. It's a little different, and we're hoping that it continues, though. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah. just no. take care of the football, and I think we're all right. I think I'm going to end up on the side of the Jets, too. Which, But how do you Correlated feel about parlay? this kind of thing? <laughs> how do you feel about this kind of thing, though? Because sometimes I get worried when you're thinking the same way as everybody else, that mm. it's just, but is it too good to be true? See, I don't know how much of like the like which who's everyone's on and all that stuff. Like, I haven't been paying attention to see like who's on like how many people like the Chargers right. this week or not. But I just think that sometimes there are just teams that play certain ways, and there's coaches who coach certain ways. Brandon Staley is a coach who makes a lot of mistakes. Like, I think that's pretty well documented out there. Like, whether it's his decision making on what to do with fourth downs or just what to do in terms of defensively. Like, his defense has never shown up. He was hired to be a defensive coach. We're still looking for their defense to actually be good. And I don't think you can ever go to war with a coach like that having to win by margin on the road against yeah. what has been a competent coaching staff for the New York Jets. Like Robert Sala is not my favorite, but he's at least been somewhat competent to get this team to sort of bandage this thing together when they had absolute disaster scenario opening night with Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles. Like they have at least not like mailed it in this season. Those guys are still playing hard and they realize that they can go ahead and still do this thing despite their quarterback not being healthy. So like, I just think that if you want to lay three in the hook, you got to give me a head coach and QB combination that is really good, or maybe the other side is just horrific. Like you got to give me the Mahomes Reed combo, or something like, or a, or a Zach Taylor Joe Burrow combo, or a, or Sirianni Hurts. I'm not doing it with Staley Herbert, and I like Herbert a lot, but Staley never. It can never okay. be laying three and a half. So if speaking of the fade of Staley, I want to get some perspective from you on a couple of these props here real quickly. Zach Wilson only mm -hmm. has one passing touchdown the last three games came last game. His touchdown passing prop set at one and a half. Like it always is right. The under mm -hmm. is juiced to high heaven minus two thirty eight. but say, you're like, getting like nearly <laughs> two to one for him to go over one and a half passing touchdowns against what is one of the worst pass defenses in the league this season. So what Michael was saying as he left the show at the halfway point there is that like the Jets try to play without Zach Wilson in a way. They don't want him to really participate in the game. And I think that's kind of going to be more of the same tonight, like, especially with this being such a high stakes game for the New York Jets. Like it can't be overstated how big this game is for the Jets if they want a chance to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to give Zach Wilson that chance to kind of, quote unquote, mess it up. It, which means that unless there's a big play, I don't know if you'll have the opportunity to throw multiple TDs. Like it's a plus money prop, so it's like it's always going to catch your eye and look attractive. But I think the way that this game, in my head, how I see it playing out, I see this being kind of a in the phone booth. Let's not make mistakes. Let's play field position and let's let the Chargers make a mistake and kind of beat themselves. And let's be on the other end to go ahead and capitalize. So then, with that, big Brees Hall day. I think so. His rushing yards prop set at 57 and a half. He had a big receiving Ooh. game last week, six catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. Uh, his receiving prop 21 and a half. Because the way Brandon Staley plays defense, like he got his whole like shine of being like a Fangio disciple and like kind of playing that too high defense there. They invite teams to run the football. And Staley has never shown the ability to be like, okay, we're going to change up for this particular game. This quarterback can't throw, so let's load the box up. No, they just say, we play the way we play, and this is how we go about it. 
57 and a half. I kind of like that Brees Hall over. I think this is a big Brees Hall game. He's established himself as RB1. He's all the way back from the Achilles injury or to the ACL injury that he suffered last year. Uh, I like that a lot. Brees Hall. I don't, and a half? I'm yeah. not, I'm not, yes, I'm not good enough at like maneuvering websites to find things quickly, but I'd also be interested in what his like longest rush number would be because, big explosive. yeah, because he, he pops them, right? Yeah. Like he could get the bulk of those yards in one run. And even whether it is a dump off pass too or something like that, he can just take the ball downfield which is really 15 and a half yards according to producer Ooh. elliot that seems juicy to me Ian eagle calls him rush. Brees lightning is what I they call him i love that that's what they call him so you know I, I think that we're getting some of these nicknames out of hand though like i am really really <laughs> tired which, which one is too much for you maserati <laughs> did elliot tell you that i bet him to win the heisman this past <laughs> he did you <laughs> Maserati Marv. I mean, when you have a nickname like that, when everyone's just shoving this Maserati Marv thing down our throats, it's like, all right, he's probably going to be get, in New We York. get it, Gus. We get it. Just. You say it like Gus, like Maserati <laughs> Marv. Like, he, he's no shame, leaned all the no way shame. into that. Oh, no, it's terrific. I, I, but it's, okay. it's a little much. One last thing. we got about yep. 90 seconds before we're done for the day. With a game that we anticipate being low scoring, does that steer you off of the anytime touchdown props or are there any names that you think would be worth a target in that market tonight? I don't bet a whole lot of props, to be honest. Um, so the anytime touchdowns, I mean, I, f I always feel like they're crapshoots yeah. unless it's Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that's the one that just cashes every week, apparently. <laughs> every I mean, week. they make it like minus it's 200. It's historic. Just keep betting it <laughs> yeah, until just, it doesn't. I mean, ride until the wheels fall off. I'm a little late to the party on that one, but I guess I'd be on an island if I joined it early. But um, I, I don't really bet a ton of anytime TD props. To me, it's just the sides I have strong convictions with, the prop right. markets, a little more lukewarm. Although Brees Hall, though, uh, Brees Lightning, as we should Brees call him. Brees Lightning. Over 57 and a half. The way the game, I see it playing out in my head, I do like that. Prop. Go Brees Lightning, you're coasting <laughs> up the left drive. No? Okay. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I don't think I, anybody wants I to I enjoyed it. It got a chuckle out of me. I know the guys I, in the back, they're smiling as well. I so. did my best John Travolta for the folks at home. There you go. No, a John Travolta reference on an overreaction Monday. You never know what you're going to get on never the Lombardi know. line. That's what we're here for, keeping it fun. Good luck with your bets tonight. Hope you had a good Sunday. College football was really, really fun this past weekend Electric. as well. Only going to get better this week. Crazy how fast the season is already going through. Yeah. But, Femi, appreciate you doing this. You're the a man. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I a lot of it. fun. And Michael's ditching me tomorrow, too. He's by the river walk. But <laughs> he'll be back, though. He'll be back later on this week, of course. We're going to step aside. If you are watching on DraftKings Network, Pablo Torre coming up next on VSIN. It's the Sharp Money Crew. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.